welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast, episode 38, starring Fisher and Jimbo. Have I done that correctly? Well, I thought you were going to say your name first. Obviously, we've had issues with um, <laughs> correct, not correctly doing the introduction, uh, which has predominantly been down to one of us, and that wasn't me. So I thought, I'll have a go at doing it. Absolutely nailed it, right up until the point where you had to say your name, you said my name instead. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the experienced one. I know. I'm just the idiot who turns up who does a bit of podcasting. You're the one who's got a radio show, aren't you? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the which, one that which, I do on a Sunday. Which we'll talk about later on, Darren, oh, right, at some okay. point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What, is, it, is it now? Do we say it now? No, nah, I say it in a bit. Okay. Say it in a bit. I mean, we've got plenty of time to give it a mention, haven't we? <laughs> got an hour's podcast. Let's not, let's not waste the best bit of it talking about your radio show too early. So it's episode 38, and we've entitled this podcast. Uh, are you ready for this? Yep. We itched our beards while thinking of this title. We did, and that is a reference to Decembeard. That's right, Decembeard. It is Decembeard. Um, it's a month where we celebrate everything that's got a beard. Yeah. So, Conchita Worst, um, my nan. No, I'm joking. Yeah. You? Not this. <laughs> You've got a beard? So, if you listen to this podcast, I've got a problem now. I've got a beard. You've got a beard? No, not really. Bearded dragons? I just didn't shave over right. the weekend. It's okay. a, we're recording this on a Sunday, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, and we're a few days later than normal, which I'm not sure if you've got details of that and why. Yeah, it's the blame game again. Um, obviously, as you'll know, I have a daughter who's 18 months old yesterday. Yep. And she's uh, be, been suffering a little bit with the sleeping recently. She's got a bit of eczema and all that. So we uh, we weren't having a, we weren't getting to sleep very early and stuff last week and getting much sleep at all. So thought we'd uh, delay our podcast a few days and come and record at your house. Oh, plus there's another reason. Okay. There's another reason. The reason why we're here rather than at mine tonight is that um, my wife is painting the chairs in the kitchen a different colour and as part of that has removed the seats from the chairs. Right. So okay. they're kind of balancing now. So if one of us was to fall during the podcast, I mean, there's health and safety issues there anyway, isn't there? But I'd have to claim against yourself as the, well, I'd have to claim partly half against myself as the one of the owners of Waste of Web Spice. Well, speaking of claims, I need to put a claim in with you, actually. <laughs> like, you've not asked me for the money no, for the, I have, the new I have, subscription. I haven't, but I've, I have noticed it has now renewed. Okay. We'll do this off air anyway. Yeah, we'll talk sure. about that later on. <laughs> so at least you've got two you'll really be, good you'll reasons. You'll be dancing for it. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, I can't help notice that your daughter, um, you were mentioning in the last podcast, mm-hmm. she was sitting down in the podcasting chair and speaking to the microphone, doing a bit of talking and what yeah. to podcast. She was, yeah. Is she is she trying to delay our podcast but and produce her own rival podcast? Is she, that what she might be? She might want to split us both up. Um, oh, but hang on, I didn't say off the competition. I didn't say anything about splitting us up. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what's this getting through our mind about splitting us up? Anyway. All I was saying is she'd try and delay our podcast and put her own out there. It seems we're on two families and stuff. I'd like to give my dad a happy birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. First of December. Always easy one to remember because it's the first day of the advent calendar. So it's a great, easy present for him every year. Just buy him an advent calendar. Yeah. I'm only joking. Tell you what, um, tell you what, you should, tell you what should get him. Yeah. You should get him um, a big metal thing that you can strain all his vegetables out in in December. An advent calendar. <laughs> well, I, what I did buy him, I, he really... You did get him he, that, did you? It's the best present he's ever, ever received. And... Um, he he's he loves his woolly hats. He loves woolly hats. He does a lot of walking, but he wears woolly hats at work and stuff. He's worked at Halfords for probably nearly forty years or something now, and he's, so he's a bit of a sort of mechanic, bike fixer, yep. bit of you know jack of all trades sort of thing when it comes to cycles and cars and yep. general maintenance of anything mechanical, basically. Yeah, sorry, the week. Yep, and uh, I bought him a woolly hat with a light in it, a oh, torch right. on it, and it's the best gift he's ever received. Uh, because he will, he wears woolly hats at work, and they give they give them t- uh, torches for the the heads, but it, it doesn't really work on his hat. If you know what I mean, all right, okay. it's a bit uncomfortable. And it slides off and things. So t- when I bought him this um, woolly hat with a light on it, he was running around the kitchen in the dark with it, going, "I can just do this, and, but I can go up to a car and press this light. It's got a dimmer on it." He was going, he absolutely loved it. And then I found out that my brother, un- unknown to me, my brother has bought him. <laughs> an electric heated scarf. All right, okay. <laughs> Great so, combination. Yeah. You've got another brother, haven't you? And did he buy him a pair of gloves that maybe <laughs> have got heats inside them as well? Probably not, yeah. but never mind. Well, that's, um, that's very good. And what about you? What's been going on with you? Uh, not much, to be honest. We've um, we've got details of our train journeys possibly coming up at some point, haven't we? We, we have, yeah. yeah. Um, should, should we do that in another section? We'll do that in another section. Because we have been asked to talk about it, haven't we, sort of? That's caused a bit of angst recently, so we'll cover that later on. Um, we're getting ready for Christmas. Everyone's looking forward to Christmas, surely. Yeah. We've not got our Christmas trip yet. No. And I'm sure it'll be going up in the next week or so. Well, I'm expecting you to put some tinsel around the microphones or something today, but 
maybe next time. No, it's it's very it's not it's a December themed podcast, but not necessarily a Christmas themed podcast at this stage. Yet, not yet. Yet. Yes. Now, who else has a beard? Is it at Christmas? Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> no, Father Christmas. It is Father Christmas, who well could be the Prime Minister by uh, <laughs> yeah. by the end of this year, because uh, no one else wants to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Should we do drinks then? Let's do drinks. What are we having? Uh, here is a bottle of Jennings Cumberland. Um, oh, well, we have, it's the sausage, we, we the sausage podcast was a couple of weeks ago. So we should have used it then, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> Jennings, obviously a brewery, presumably based in Cumberland, I guess, but I'm going to read off the back of the label where it's based. The Lake District, which is Cumberland, isn't it? I think so, Cumberland yeah. and um, Cumbria. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be... It's got a distinctive taste. They all say they've got distinctive taste, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, I it's not going to say... It's a, it's a bland taste. <laughs> tastes exactly the same as any other bit of it. Yeah, it, it tastes like two pea coins, you know. Yeah, um... It, it it refers to the lake district and the tranquil lakes exploring the great outdoors, and it's this is gives you a taste of adventure with every sip. In it's uh, an, I'm, I'm looking forward to this taste of adventure while sat in Fisher's back bedroom. Hey, there's I a mean, lot, lot of things that happen in here. <laughs> so let's let's see what it's like. Yeah, this is where you normally store things. You mean? This is why I normally do my spare room. Just chuck junk in it. Okay, so we're having uh, this beer. Fisher's pouring that, and I think we're also now going to move on to apology of the week. It's nice, that. It's all right, that. So it's time for Apology of the Week, but first I'm going to have a very quick taste of this beer, which Jimbo says is very nice. You could tell it's quite filled. good. Yeah, okay. it's quite good, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so Apology of the Week, last you, you sent me a bit of homework, actually, haven't you? Well, you always sent I me did, but you didn't, I didn't, then I didn't ask you to hand it in, did I, the week after? No, no. So I'd, I'd, I was lined up ready, you know, my cat ate it and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was to do with finding out about J.J. Tranfield, who invented a massive sausage. Um, was it 30 odd miles long biggest sausage in the world yeah and it turned out he was from Sheffield didn't it uh, the company was based in Sheffield and their production place was based in Sheffield and they're now no longer in Sheffield they've moved this, the world's longest sausage uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure what they did with the longest sausage we, we, our, our argument with all this is that if if it was made in Sheffield where was we've never seen this sausage have we do you think it was then just it was miles long weren't it 30 I, odd, I think it was 30 odd miles long so um, some of it might not have even been in Sheffield well, they might have wrapped it around like a big Cumberland sausage, maybe, <laughs> and kept it, started in the centre of Sheffield and spiralled it round <laughs> just to cover the entire city centre. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether they then chopped it up and made it into smaller sausages, uh, or quite what they did with it. I don't really see what the point in doing it is in the first place, because surely <laughs> the world's second longest sausage is only about, like, six foot long or something like that. I sort of 30-odd miles. I told 30-odd miles. Um, but their production facility was based in Sheffield, but it closed down, I think, in... Uh, the early uh, the, about 2000 probably because they went bankrupt from making a, <laughs> a, a ridiculous sausage that nobody needed you've wasted your money on this stupid living sausage completely um, but it was owned it was a company that was um, set up by to the words the names Debbie and Andrew Keeble mean anything to you? Uh, no okay well never mind uh, they <laughs> uh, they now own the Hex Sausage brand oh right okay yeah Hex uh, Sausages I like a Hex Sausage yep quite nice if you mm. if you if you are Andrew and Debbie Keeble from Hex Sausages, then and you would like to sponsor our podcast. Cause and in Sausages. In Sausages, yeah. Because uh, apparently I owe Jimbo some money for our renewal. We could thing. have like sausage microphones and, so- do, and, yeah. and like sausage headphones. I'm not sure, quite sure how that would work. Well, you have to stick a sausage in your ear. <laughs> yeah, we could even call it the Sausage Cast. I'll tell you what, I was in the doctor the other day and I saw yeah. a fellow with a sausage in his ear. Go on. The doc said to him, I can tell what's wrong with you. You're not eating properly. <laughs> have, you, have you used that one before? <laughs> of course I've used that one before, yeah. <laughs> um, So, I've got another joke for you at some point, by the way. I, I might see if I can squeeze into the podcast. Um, so, th- they owned the company JJ Tranfield. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, no. They owned a company that was bought by JJ Tranfield, yeah. stayed on for five years. That company was then bought by a Dutch company, I think. Production was then shut in Sheffield and moved to Scotland. Um can you believe it? Taking jobs from Yorkshire and moving them to Scotland is disgraceful. Um, but they haven't set their own sausage company up, which was Hex Sausages, which are based in North Yorkshire. Ah, there you go. Well, good homework. Well done. Yeah. Um, smiley face, A. A star. I even give you an A star for that. Well done. Okay, thank you very much. So was we apologising to someone there? Yeah, for not doing what I said I was going to do. All right, fair enough. I 
somehow I can't imagine any listeners would be remotely bothered that I didn't give the history of this particular sausage company, but <laughs> never mind. I feel so, compelled to have done it. Do you want to talk about Northern Rail now, then, before we do the news? Uh, should we talk about Dave Benson Phillips? Let's talk about Dave Benson Phillips, uh, who's got nothing to do with Northern Rail, as far as I'm aware. So, a Tell couple... you what, he'd do a better job at ruining Northern Rail than people <laughs> with Northern Rail, wouldn't he? Imagine how much fun it would be, though, yeah. getting on a train each morning, like sliding onto a train and yeah. running through gunge tanks and stuff like that. It'd make a more pleasant journey, I'll tell you that and much. It, 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 and that's a better idea already than any of the ideas we've come up with Dave yeah. Benson Phillips. Get your fare back. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> um, so we mentioned Dave Benson Phillips on the podcast... A um... couple of times ago, weren't it? Yeah, we forgot to invite him on, didn't we? Yeah, we were too too busy, not um, you know, too busy getting annoyed at trains to uh, invite him on. And we also said we we're going to invite someone else on that we don't really know who he is, do we? So yeah, Andy Day, he's a CBBS presenter, but we just decided not to bother. Yeah, it's not a very big bedroom, this is it, really? No, no, uh, it's spare bed. It's a study. That's okay. I think you'll find. Fair enough. Study. Yeah. So yeah. all that studying that goes on in here. Well, yeah, we're doing a bit of work in it now, aren't we? Yeah. This is an educational podcast, sort of. <laughs> uh, so we mentioned Dave Benson Phillips, and we've tweeted him. Uh, asking him to appear on the podcast. Um, he's not got back to us yet. Uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't get back to us. Uh, which Why would include, that be? I don't know. Um, Kate Botley mentioned us. She um, did, yeah. Sean the Bastard Murphy didn't. Um, Frank the Prick Bruno didn't. Uh, Dave Besson, he wasn't actually on Twitter. He's on no social media, so he didn't okay. get in touch. We're still fine with that. Um, we're not going to call him a nasty name. Uh, we'll have to think of an unpleasant name for Dave Benson Phillips because he hasn't got back to us. <laughs> I know Sunday's a day of rest and we only messaged this morning, but still, you could have got back to us. Particularly, bear in mind, you've worked with him in the past, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yep. Yes, so I've told you about the time that he uh, felt that Steph, uh, my wife, fell down the stairs while I was on the phone to Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah. And uh, we, we sort of said last time that was it was it those stairs that sort of just collapse and yeah. turn into a slide, but yeah. no, it wasn't. Um, um, so we fired a couple of ideas at him. Yep. Do, you um, go with, do you want to tell one first? Uh, yep, so one of mine was uh, Dave BP. Uh, we get Dave Benson Phillips to spend a few days working for BP. Uh, BP, obviously, for Benson Phillips, not British Petroleum. Um, would he be able, would be able to um, coordinate a better response to the huge oil spill that they had a few years ago? Oh, yeah. Deepwater Horizon, was it? Mm-hmm. Major, major ecological impact in uh, If anything, area. I would worry about Dave Benson Phillips and stuff like that, because he might just dump loads of gunge, excess gunge in, in the ocean, make the issue ten times worse. Probably better for the environment, though, than oil, wouldn't it? Possibly. Uh, so my suggestion, um, get Jerome back. That's Dave Benson Phillips fronts a TV special where he tries to encourage Jerome Flynn, one half of Robson and Jerome, now Game of Thrones actor, if you've watched Game of Thrones before, yep. uh, to make a return to the music scene. Hmm. I think they did their own version of Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. Up on the yeah. Roof, was that one of theirs as well? Possibly, Big yeah. Selling song? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, if you want a singing double act, just get me and you to do it. Yeah. We've never actually sung before, but <laughs> actually, that's how that. You've released three or four CDs, haven't you? Uh, see, yeah, well, I've done a bit of music in my time. Yeah. yeah. Did a, uh, yeah, never mind. Carry on. Um, so yeah, I can't really help think Robson and Jerome, their careers are going slightly different paths, haven't they? Jerome Flynn on Game of Thrones, probably one of the world's biggest TV programmes. Yeah. Robson Green. Well, he presents Extreme Fishing on Channel 5, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I, I wondered if that was him. Is that, yeah, is that the him. one, then? Okay. So it's not quite not quite going the What same did path. they do to start with? What were their thing? Uh, they were actors. They were in. Oh, right, okay. So, now, you know I said this in an educational podcast? Yeah. Tell you what, this is where it's going to get good. Um, you're going to learn something here. They were in the TV programme Soldier Soldiers together. All oh, right, okay. And they played two people in the... I think who were in, well, presuming the army, hence the name Soldier Soldier. And they were at some kind of... On the TV programme, they are on some kind of... Um, event and the two of them start singing Unchained Melody in character as the two of them Robson and Green the two uh, two soldier soldier characters and as a result they were offered a record contract and released that as a single alright so I don't okay. think they were musicians at all I think they're so they were actors they were actors whose singing career became, uh, came from the back of the two characters that they played they need to come back though don't they I think that's, I th- like that get, that's the whole point in Get Your Own Back well, exactly. so go on then you got another one uh, my next one was well it's sim- sim- similar kind of name actually it's called Get Your Phone Back yeah. Okay. So we hide Dave's mobile phone and he tracks it down whilst we're giving clues as to where it's located. But obviously he'd have to turn that phone. Like a treasure hunt sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, which was Annika Rice. So maybe yeah. get her on podcast next time to help find Dave Benson Phillips' mobile phone. Yeah. Um, we'd have to make sure they find my iPhone things switched off and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because that'd just make it rubbish, wouldn't it? Yeah. That said, he won't be able to track it if he's not got his phone on me anyway, would he? So. Yeah. Um, my final one was Grunge in the Gunge. And Dave Benson Phillips presents a grunge music festival where festival goers are fired up by gunge cannons. Now, you know, you've seen phone parties before, you? People go to phone parties and yeah. stuff. I thought we could do that, but have it with, like, grunge music. Yeah, have you ever been to a phone party? Have you ever been to a grunge festival? No, but I have been to a phone party. I have been to a phone party as yeah. well. <laughs> you enjoy it? Um, 
I think I was a bit underwhelmed, if anything. Yeah, I thought it was a bit rubbish as well. <laughs> I think I think that the realisation came to me about five minutes in that I was just kind of like a bit wet. <laughs> well, yeah. have you ever been to a paint party? Uh, I Is that sort of at a nightclub or is that where you go to no, people's houses and an, paint it? It's at a nightclub and, yeah, basically you get paint fired at you of all, all different right. colours. It's very that. unusual and, again, I'm not sure on the whole... I don't know what the appeal is because mm. I went on my stag do in 2014 and I was dressed that night in a nappy because I was yep. dressed like a big baby. Oh, yeah, I've seen a picture of that. Yep. yep. And only I was I was allowed to wear boxes underneath after quite a lot of appealing by myself to say <laughs> I do want to wear boxes underneath this nappy because the nappy wasn't made of very much. Yeah. Um, and my friends were dressed as umpalumpers. Right, okay. So they were all dressed as umpalumpers. I was dressed as a baby. I don't know what the relevance was between yeah. the two. Shouldn't you have been dressed as Willy Wonka? Well, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. But no, I was dressed as a baby. And so nothing but a nappy on and, and my boxes underneath. Mm. I went to this paint party and within about 10 minutes of the paint starting, my nappy disintegrated. Really? And I was just stood there in my boxes. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going home wearing an umpalumpers uh, overalls. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. What was the umpalumper wearing then? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. We, 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 I think they had. I think they were allowed to wear a bit more under their costumes. Right, so they probably okay. had shorts and stuff on. Right. So yeah, well, there you go. So hang on, what we were but talking I, about? But anyway. then obviously, because I, I came home in overalls, I just looked like I'd a painter and decorator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been working. we working late, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You got, you, got to, you got to find work where you can get it. I'm from Sheffield. <laughs> I'm here in. I'm here in Cos or wherever it was. Where did you go to? Yeah, Cos. Cos yeah. yeah, that was it. So there you go. Um, so that's our ideas for getting Dave Benson Phillips on the podcast. Um, we we only asked him today, didn't we? So you never know; it might be in a few weeks' time. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll try again, won't we, with a different celebrity as well? We will try again, see who uh, we can find exactly, and we'll we'll come back to it um, next week and tell you if Dave Benson Phillips responded or if our next celebrity we're going to try and get on has responded. Now. Now should we do Northern Rail? Well, it's lighter than we're expecting to do it, so yes, go on, let's have a go. Okay, so we we we've been in in a tiz, haven't we? Oh, in we a have. right old tiz. Two grumpy commuters this last few weeks. I I got I went I set off I left my house for work at twenty five past seven, and normally I'm in the office for about eight o'clock, which is not too bad. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. But that involves me walking around the corner and getting on a train. And because I get the train early and I get to work early, because if I try and get to work any later, I won't get there normally. So I go early to make sure I'm on the early train so I can get to work. So 25 past 7 left the house. What time did I get to work? Oh, go on. Uh, Half past 9. 10 o'clock. Yeah, bang on. Half past 9, 25 past 9. Because Northern Rail are... Horrendous, and Have some you... somebody people know how much we moan about the trains on Twitter, don't they? And somebody, Mr. Jamie Duckworth, sent us a tweet, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, because he's noticed that the rail fares are going up, is that the one? They're going up by three point one percent. Yeah, in January. On average, yeah. And uh, we've been moaning about it a lot, haven't we? Not not particularly the train fares, but the general service, I suppose. Uh, because my train, when it turned up at twenty five past seven, uh, I'd realised that half of the trains at the station had been cancelled. Yep. So the one train that did turn up had a whole one carriage mm-hmm. for about 50, 30 to 50 people maybe at the train station to get on. Bear and, in mind that Chapel Town was one of the last stops before Sheffield. so And there was already a lot of people on the train. And there was a lot, well, it was basically packed train already, yeah. So yeah. nobody got on. Then I went down to get the bus. Nobody got on the bus because the bus was too packed as well because mm-hmm. everyone else was trying to get on the bus. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up in Weatherspoons having a breakfast. That sounds which actually that was that bit was probably the best part of it all. Sounds good to me. So I'd like to thank Northern Rail for giving Jimbo a good healthy breakfast that morning. Well, thank it probably you. wasn't very healthy to be fair, was it? No, it wasn't. Full English. Uh, but you probably have to pay extra for your breakfast. Um, yeah, I should claim that back. Yeah, it's amazing that um, the amount of people have to pay for the trains and public transport. We we get public transport into work. We feel that we have a bit of responsibility to try and look after the environment, take um, cars off the road. Um, and also part of the using these public transport facilities is that the more people use them, hopefully the better they should become. Yes. And people should be people should be proud to try and use public transport. Uh, and yet all you really get is just it's worse and worse. Exactly. We're now at a stage with Northern Rail where it was a case that I think 60% of their journeys were late in the previous month, but um, were more than a minute late. And that's quite a lot, really, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it is. Um, and the service is just absolutely appalling. It's dangerous as well, is a slight thing. Well, that it, it, and somebody on the, on the train that I did finally get on uh, was having a panic attack because it was that busy. The train doors broke mm. and the, had, the train had to stop then to make sure that the doors were fixed yeah. before it set off again. And then somebody had a panic attack on the train, which wasn't very nice. But the whole thing, it said on the thing that the reason there was no trains and they cancelled the other half of them is because they were all being fixed at the same time mm. because of leaves. Now, 
the, is this the first autumn where there's been leaves? Well, it's very strange, isn't it? It is. It's very strange. I suppose it almost ties into another story, actually, to do with California fires, isn't it? <laughs> and Donald Trump saying that they don't have any problems in Finland because they rake the forests. If you saw that. <laughs> so why are not all the Northern Rail not raking their lines? Is what I want to know, and allowing leaves to be on the line. It's never been a problem before, has it? Like it seems to be the first year that you know. And, and leaves. Let's face it. Okay, we sometimes you have bad weather, don't you? Uh, sometimes yeah. it snows, mm-hmm. and uh, some years it doesn't snow. Yep. And some years you had floods, and some years you don't have floods. Leaves, I think, are generally something that happens every year, no matter what. They always fall off the tree around this time of they year. They do. And do you, know, do you know what the official terminology for it was this time? Go on. Slippery rails. Slippery rails. Slippery rails. Well, they're on slippery rails with me at the yeah. minute, I'll tell you that. So, And we got a bit of public backing, didn't we? Yes, we did. We had uh, Dan Jarvis, the Sheffield City Region Mayor. Yeah, um, follows me on Twitter now. There you go. We had... Um, Actually, didn't you know he used one of your photos, by the way, um, for some of his promotional stuff? Did he? And I don't think he credited it to you. Oh, cheeky. I have to yeah. find out what that is. And he, anyway. he also kind of made a point pretty much exactly the same as what I made on Twitter, which was, how can we expect our economy to <laughs> prosper if people can't get into work? i have trying to get him on the podcast yeah. to explain himself. He pretty much paraphrased Basically, exactly what I said. You know, he's, I have no doubt that next week he'll be doing his own Waste of Web Space podcast, <laughs> yeah. episode 39. I bet he can get his introduction <laughs> right as well. Yeah, probably, to be fair. Um, these politicians are taking over the radio anyway. If you look at Ed Miliband and stuff like that, they're yeah. all doing it. But um, also um, Natalie Bennett, the N- Green Party former leader, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And my uh, my picture of Chapel Town Station, I got a message to me. Um, I got a message from... from It was a, a Twitter account about who represent the Daily Express and the Daily Star. Yeah. Uh, saying, can we use your picture in a story for this? You know, like this, mm-hmm. the, the issue with these trains. And I thought, and my friends had a go, not had a go at me, but kind of tried to wind me up because they like to wind me up about this. That because I said yes, I said go for it, you know, go for it, but don't please don't blame the issue, uh, please don't use the picture and credit me for the actual issue with the rails. Just credit <laughs> me for the picture, not the actual ra- rail delays and stuff like that. And then my friends got back to me saying, "Did you know this is a very Tory and Conservative part um, and UKIP or well, not those kind of things, very yeah. focused papers." Which I agree, yes, they are, but. I don't think really I was trying to support anything, was other than saying the rails are bad. But no, anyway. I was trying to get, try get publicity out there. I exactly. Mean, does, does, does <laughs> but the... then when I looked, when I looked at the news story in the Daily Express and the Daily Star, guess what they'd done? Uh, had the Daily Star used it on their sort of Dear Deirdre type story, where there was a, a lonely woman at home saying, I really hope my husband can get back from work on the train. No. But look, it seems to be too congested. Well, number one, they'd credited, they'd credited, credited to do, credit, I can't even say it, say it for me, I'm struggling. Credited. Thank you, I'm struggling <laughs> out, so it? much, it's just beer. Um, they credited it, there you go, to Dan Jarvis. All right. So once again, <laughs> he didn't even mean to do it, but he stole, he stole my picture credit. So then I wrote to him and said, it's me who's done that picture, not Dan Jarvis. So they changed it. And then I read the actual news story and they'd used it on a news story about Southwestern Rail Services <laughs> and put the picture of Chapel Town, which is in the north in Sheffield, as the, as the picture. So they'd done me over twice. That is just typical. It is so typical. On the same Bad day. journalism. Yeah. People are obsessed with the south of England. Yeah. And when it comes to anything in Yorkshire or north of England, do not care. No. Absolutely. Unless it's a good picture they can use for a different story. Yeah, what a joke. Shall we get moving on? Let's otherwise, get moving on. Otherwise we'll never finish this podcast, will we? Unlike our trains. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, we are considering doing a, a spin-off podcast about trains, aren't we? Because we moan about them so much, we've got plenty of material. And, uh, we might do. We might, we might get commuters to listen to us when they're on their, well, on the commute. On their delayed train services. Yeah, and whip up a bit of public spirit, get a bit of publicity for us. We're considering that anyway. But yeah. anyway, let's, let's go on to the news. Uh, so some of this news might be a little bit older because we, we wanted to podcast and we didn't podcast, did we? Yeah, at a certain time. But anyway, first of all, farting darts players, Fisher. You 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 picked this one out, didn't you? When I say when I say I picked it out, um, <laughs> the there was a, a couple of darts players who played the darts game, and after the game, one of the players complained that he was being put off by the other player farting. And you know what the other player said? Go on. They said well, it weren't me farting; it was probably him farting. <laughs> and they both blamed each other for the smell. <laughs> and one the, of them was this snooker. Did you say darts? darts. Sorry, darts. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which... I mean, if anyone, if if any sports stars are going to fart, then it looks like it's going to be darts players, doesn't it? <laughs> you thought so. I mean, both darts players said they trained really hard to make a really <laughs> lot of great big farts. I mean, and isn't it just appropriate that the one sport that we have that has a farting issue is the 
sport that sounds the most like the word farts. <laughs> I mean, you, you couldn't make it up, could you? Um, so was it Gary Addison against uh, someone from the, the Netherlands, I think? They both blamed each other, and one person said, well, it definitely wasn't me. I mean, if you look at the smell, uh, if you think of the smell of it, it was like rotten eggs. So it was probably him. Um, <laughs> like he'd known his whole diet or something. Yeah. I mean, this has never happened on our podcast, has it? There's never been... I've never tried to put you off by farting or not, anything not like yet. that. Not yet. Not that I'm aware of. Well, there's, there's still time yet, obviously. Um, so I thought that was quite an amusing story and something I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was I was looking to see if I could find any more uh, stories about um, football, uh, any like sports stars farting, but hmm. uh, there doesn't seem to be many. There seems to be more, more done in interviews and things like that on the telly, so it's something I might look out for in future. Um, but yeah, um, uh, but do you know what is there a place for farting in sports? Do you think it should be a tactic used in more sports? Well, I suppose. I mean, it's a... surely you know some of the. So if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the sort of um, moaning that the tennis players do, surely there might be some. Maybe that's why they moan. Maybe to drown out the farts. <laughs> Every time they grunt, the secret letting a fart out. And let's admit it, you know, when you go for a run. Um, you only have a, a run, a, you know, a jog. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm not talking about a fart that's gone too far there. <laughs> when, when we're talking about, when you go for a jog, you, they're rather sort of uh, stepping farts, aren't they? I wonder how many joggers and people do that. And then, of course, you had... Try and jet propel them as they're going along. <laughs> and, of course, you had uh, Paula Radcliffe that time. Yep. Stop. I went for a wee, didn't she? Was that a wee, was it? Yeah. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. She was went it? for gold and then she... Uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, well, I suppose the... Interesting thing is, is the tactically a better sport to fart in? Because surely something like tennis, you know you're in a tiebreaker in a tennis game. Mm. Why not? Because you swap ends in the game of tennis. The thing is in darts, if you're farting, you have to walk through your fart. If you leave it at the hockey, you're going to go back and stand at the hockey, aren't you? If you're playing tennis, why not fart on your baseline prior to moving to the other side of the court, at which point the other player's going to go and stand in your fart for <laughs> the next six points. 180 decibels. <laughs> <laughs> they ought to start like scoring them for that as well, giving them bonus points for how, how loud they managed to uh, fart during the... I think, it's some, I think it should be encouraged. More farting in sport, yeah. I think. Particularly as part of the tactics. I mean, boxing last night, Tyson Fury versus... Uh, yep. D- D- Tony Wilder, is his name? Tony, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, or Deontay Wilder, sorry, I think is how his name is pronounced. Um, yeah, perfect time to do it in the ring, wouldn't it? Mm. Have a big fart. Farts in the ring, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I think Tyson Fury unexpectedly got up from being knocked out, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he just but, stood up, didn't he? A bit, yeah, yeah, I think all of a sudden it was like a robot kind of getting up. Maybe it um, was. Maybe he was jet propelled as well. Yeah, it's farting it lifted him up off the floor. <laughs> Um, so there we go. Um, but in terms of television and stuff that I'm watching at the moment, not sure about you, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I've only watched like one episode, and that was last night. Oh, oh yeah, that's gone. Oh yeah, last one I watched was last night, was it? Why? Well, it's just wait. Everyone says stuff like that. What? What? I did watch it last night. Okay, what it's the first one I've ever watched re- properly. What happened? Okay, what happened? Um, somebody was doing like picking some. I don't know. They were doing a task with rats and cockroaches running around everywhere. All right. But I think that's pretty much every episode, isn't it? Uh, pretty much, I can yeah. tell you what Holly Willoughby was wearing, if that helps. That, I paid more attention to that. All right, well, that's, that's up to you. But I, my, <laughs> my main interest on it was that uh, Noel Edmonds... Yes. Um, yeah. he, was, he was the first person to be voted off. Wasn't he the last person into it as well? Well, yeah, last in, first out. What's wrong with that? Is that right? Was he, Did he join it later than everybody else? Yes, and he's rumoured to be paid about £600,000 for appearing on it. And he still get paid due respect to He's not very popular, is he? But... Uh, well, it said that if he was to win, it would be his last television appearance ever. So are people thinking we, we want to keep him on TV by not voting for him? Or is it just a case that people don't like him? I want to stick up, because a lot of people don't like him these days, do they really? He's, he's, he's become a bit of a, a dis- character to dislike. But What do you mean become? I don't know. Well, I used to... When I, I, was a, I, was a, I was a young lad when Mr Blobby and North mm-hmm. House Party was on the telly, and I absolutely thought it was brilliant, but I was a young lad then. Yeah, prime, uh, prime set night entertainment, that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was great. And you can't you can't take that away from him. He had the gunge tanks well before Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah, well, that's a good point, yeah. He's gotchas. Yeah. Um, Already I'm thinking we need to contact Noel Edmonds to get him on this podcast, but... Um, he's in Australia. Oh, right, but, but fair enough. But what was interesting, I thought, was that he said that to practice for being on I'm Just Let Me Get Me Out of Here, he'd been eating worms from his back garden <laughs> now if you're a producer of that program do you think i'll tell you what 2011 no we might need to be arms let me get me out of here this year what do you reckon yeah, yeah no problem I'll tell you what why don't you go and eat some uh, eat some worms <laughs> out your garden just give it a go see what it's like when it gets to the thing actually no sorry we can't have it this year we'll get you on next year keep eating the worms out your garden no <laughs> yeah I, I don't think i'd take it to that extreme but uh well at least you were taking it seriously but it didn't last very long did they um anything else you want to talk about here um I, i've i've seen something about strange hotel requests um, so the Travel Lodge in Cambridge apparently decided that they would publish 
or um, do a bit of a, a post about their sort of strangest requests that they've received um, in recent years. And I just thought a few of these would be uh, quite good to mention. So one of the requests, can you fill, this is from guests by the way, can you fill my room with 100 pink heart-shaped balloons for my grandmother's 100th birthday please, which say, happy grandma, happy, grandma. happy, happy, birthday, happy grandma. birthday grandma Gladys. Okay. <laughs> Is that not a bit excessive, really, to expect them to pay for that? And why could why couldn't they have got the room key and put those in the hotel in advance? Exactly. It's, it's a bit bonkers. And then another one: Can I make a dress out of bed runners, as I love the colours out of the bed runners? So basically, All right, okay. uh, but, I mean, if you think about Premier Inn's bed runners, I bet I'm guessing they're like a bright purple, purple colour, yeah. aren't they? So what's happened? What's happened to the fine art of stealing things from a hotel room? You should be stealing them and then wearing yeah, them. Yeah, don't ask. Just make a dress out of it. Yeah. Just walk out in it, and no one would notice. Yeah. Um, Just say I was my tail on you now at the uh, <laughs> at the back. I can do that. Yeah. Um, is a horse covered in your pet policy? As I'm travelling with my pet pony, Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I'm glad that they, you know, they, but they didn't say pony. They said is horse covered. Is a horse covered? Yeah. Um, a pony's not a horse, is it? Well, but I suppose if you're going for horse, and if you're allowed a horse, I'm sure a pony's allowed because they're slightly smaller, aren't they? Well, I don't think that's quite how insurance works. I don't think you can sort of say, well, my Cat is smaller than my dog, so if my dog's allowed, then the cat should be fine. <laughs> Not so Fair enough, the... yeah. But so they should have been a bit more specific. Yeah. But either way, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, they, they, somebody, they, they were asked if they, if somebody could bring the pet horse into the hotel room, and we spoke about something like this not long ago. When somebody tried to take one on a train. Yeah. Well, don't. Uh, well, if you, I think you've got a Shetland pony, aren't they? Quite small, and some people have those instead of guide dogs. Yeah. Of guide ponies. Yeah. Fair enough. Wow. Well, that might be a fairly reasonable request, then, if you delve into it a bit more. Hmm. Uh, somebody once asked, "Can you help my daughter get into Cambridge University to the travel lodge?" Um, that might be a bit. Excessive, that surely. Un- unless they can say, well, we can get her into Cambridge, but unfortunately it's not the university and it's just working in the travel lodge. And, well, I mean, I mean, they, they, they could have, yeah, they could have said, well, we can help you get, you know, if you want to stay here, then you can go there the next day, but we can't guarantee your admission <laughs> to the Cambridge University. Yeah, that's very strange, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, would, it would be that stupid to think that that might be the case. Uh, somebody asked, can, I, uh, can you add some spotlight lighting to my room so I can take selfies throughout my stay? It's a very modern request, isn't it? Yeah. Do you take many selfies? Yeah, a few, yeah. yeah. Um, but you've you got haven't you got your f- a light on your phone? Yeah, camera? but I think people like good lighting for it, don't they? They sometimes flashes sometimes are a bit. Well, shouldn't be. You should be Instagramming them to get them to look nicer. You don't need good Filters quality lighting. And all that. It's hardly a glamorous background, though, is it? The inside of a travel lodge. Yeah. And then the fast final one is: Can you be uh, our photographer at our wedding on Saturday? That's just somebody in a massive panic, that isn't it? Yeah. Just looking round, thinking the, the photographer's pulled out. Travel lodge. Can you do it? Perhaps I, perhaps I can provide someone as well as provide some expensive beer and a very cheap hotel room. Yeah. Who would get married at a travel lodge? I don't think you were getting married there. I'm guessing somebody was staying there and uh, just needed a photography for a photographer for the wedding the weekend. Oh, but anyway, good on them. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, a referee who was given a ban from refereeing because he'd forgotten his coin? We can do, yeah. So there was a referee, wasn't I can't what, what was his name now? He, he, I can't remember which league it was in in particular. Women's uh, League. <laughs> it was a women's game. It, it was, yes. That's, um, that's so he right. Said, he, said to, he said to the female players, I think they were about to have a penalty shootout. And he said he couldn't quite work out who was going to go first in the penalty shootout. And he'd not got his coin on him because he'd left it in his in the changing rooms. Um so, to, David, to coin. David McNamara, he's called. Oh, right, okay. Um, uh, and it was the Man City's uh, ladies' home match with Reading. Um, and basically, yeah, he asked them to do a rock, paper, scissor competition instead. Yep. Because he'd forgot his coin. And he ended up getting banned, didn't he? Yeah. It doesn't matter what decisions he makes and whether they're good quality decisions, but if you forget your coin... Um, then you will get banned from refereeing. Seems a bit ridiculous, so, doesn't it, for the things that referees kind of, you know, well, don't well, get banned for. Well, I'd have thought so. His excuse was the game was on TV, and you need, instead of, like, running off into changing rooms to go and get a coin, and there's, like, fans there watching it, and players just wanting to get on with the penalty shootout, he said, well, let's do his quick way of deciding, and we'll take it from there. Uh, so that's what he that's what he did, and he was banned as a result of it. It's a bit unfair, really. I think he was quite good on the spot thinking, if anything. Hey! <laughs> um, yes, I thought he did, uh, I, I did very well. Um, to come up with an idea, um, uh, but nonetheless, they banned him anyway. And uh, making sure we don't go too long into the news, because we've got a few bits to cover today, haven't we? Do you want to pick one of our other stories? Um, do you want to we... keep, it, keep it with football, or do you want to go to something else? Keep it with football, if you want. What's happened? You go for it. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, the, in Ireland, they had a misstep for the fact that he hadn't died. <laughs> well, I don't understand what happened here. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know, to be honest, but uh, the team that this fella played for cancelled their game, and the rest of the Irish league had a minute silence, and then he got in touch and said, what are you talking about? I'm still alive. How, how, so how did they make the mistake? 
Uh, Normally, they have to go through a process to find out somebody's actually died, don't they? I don't know. Perhaps... Even if you go missing for so long. Uh, I, I genuinely, I didn't actually see the full thing. I, I, was, uh, I was too busy looking at other news stories, including, um, well, I'm not sure if you've seen the latest uh, details in terms of Theresa May's Brexit deal, and uh, she's now got oh, a deal on offer. I'm not, I'm not interested in any of this, for sure. Okay. No, it's just, I, I can't, I, I've had enough of reading about Brexit, to be honest. Okay, so hang on, we've got to stop the podcast, because uh, Jimbo has just been made Brexit Secretary. Oh, great, <laughs> fantastic. You've got the right attitude for it. Um, I, could do, I could do it for about a week and quit like everybody else. yeah. Do you want to be the longest serving one then? Well, well, well done. Um, yeah, so we've we've got to add. Some people want to stay in. Some people want to remain. We've got a deal that's slap bang in the middle, which means everyone hates it. Um, so everyone was always going to hate it, weren't they? Yeah. To be fair, it's a bit like you've been asked to toss a coin, and they've said, "Tell you what, Teresa, what do you want? Do you want to choose heads or tails?" And she's chosen scissors. Yes, because <laughs> they forgot the coin. Yeah. Right, okay, fair enough. So that sounds sensible to me. <laughs> so should we move on to talk about beards? We, we can we can talk about beards if you like. Let's move on to that. You've got your beard at the ready? Yeah. Is your beard at the ready? Yep. Okay, so it's Decembeard. I'm not sure why. Uh, I think it's because November's like Movember, which is more about moustaches and so on. So um, December becomes Decembeard. Mm-hmm. And I think January is Fanuary, <laughs> from what I've heard. I don't know if that's a made-up one. Uh, well, you can decide what that might be. I think it's a more feminine version of Movember and, yeah. Yeah, okay. And well, beard, be- yeah. what do you call it? Decembeard, December whatever, beard. yeah. So anyway, well, let's go with December though. Um, we, maybe we'll do January in January. I don't know. We'll see. Well, if we can, we'll not. If we can get anyone involved, that uh, we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, I wanted to talk about beards. How? Where, where do you stand on beards? Well, I don't stand on beards. I mean, yeah, I don't stand hurt, on beards. Hurt the person's face one who's it, got the beard connects it. It would hurt, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I don't particularly like having. I, I, th- I think people should be clean shaven if they're working in an office environment and being smart. How dare you? I'm saying I think I should. I'm allowed an opinion, aren't I? No. Um, just because you've got a beard. Um, <laughs> I haven't got a beard. It's just, it's, what's, this? It's, what's, what's that though? It's a long stubble. A bit of stubble. Um, I occasionally will toy with growing a bit of a beard, and that tends to be if I've been off work for um, sort of a week or so, I'll not shave while I'm there and I'll or go back. Or marooned on an island. Yeah, I'll go back with a bit of beard. But I like to keep it short. I don't like sort of long beards. I don't like the hipster style beard. It's my own personal view. Who's your favourite person with a beard? Uh, well, my dad, obviously. Because it'd be, oh, he's got a beard? Yeah, be a bit offensive. If, um, has he always had a beard? Uh, ever since he's worked for Schweppes, he has. Oh, right, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't work does for not get, that's does an ongoing... Is that, is that not an issue, though, getting some hairs in the... Uh, in the lemonade. Dip, dipping his beard in the lemonade. No, he's always been fine with it. Um, so, other than that, Brian Blessed, he's got a big beard, hasn't he? Well, yeah. Um, beard person. Father Christmas, of course, Father I mentioned Christmas. him already. Um, Jeremy Corbyn, got a yeah. bit of a beard. Is, is this Gandalf. Is reward for beard of the year? Is that something you might mention? I don't know. I've, I've I don't that. know actually, but I will look that up at the towards the end of this quiz if that's all right. Okay. And uh, maybe you could guess the previous f- so I mean, ever many beards of the year. That is a good idea. I'll have a look at that. So I've got a few beard questions for you, though, just okay. so we can learn a bit more about beards. And I, I like to use this as an educational opportunity for you, Fisher. You've learned about sausages in the past. Mm-hmm. You've learned about bullying. I picked on you in the last podcast. If you yep. remember that, yeah, yeah. that's certainly sausage and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Next, then, uh, I'm going to do some beard knowledge for you so you can learn about beards. So, number one, uh, what is the record-breaking longest beard ever? And I'm giving you three options for this one. So, is it A, Borg Jensen in Norway, who had a beard of two foot and seven inches? Is it B, David Ramage of Berkshire, three foot and six inches? Or is it C, Shamsher Singh of Punjab, India, who had a beard at six foot? Uh, okay. so think about six foot's the size of like about a six foot person, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. definitely not me, and probably definitely not you, because we're either. both short. So I, I mean, obviously, if it's six foot, I mean, it's potentially going to get tangled up in your feet a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, but you can like you can turn it up like a long pair of trousers, short, yeah, and just like throw it over your it shoulder. Yeah, because uh, I think sort of a beard that's two foot and three foot, I don't see that that's that long. Probably really, down to, it's well, long. It's long. Yeah, it's long. Well, yeah but talking about. The biggest one in the world, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, bear in mind the biggest sausage in the world was like 30 odd miles long. <laughs> uh, if you just said a beer was 30 miles long, I'd have, I'd have been quite surprised because it can obviously grow a certain amount over time. But I think two or... Th- I mean, you start growing a beard at the age of what sort of is a teenager mm-hmm. and then you carry on um, from the teenage years to, um, if you say, get to the age of 
70, 80, 90 or whatever, I think it could grow to six foot in that time. So I'm going to say it's six foot. Well done, you're correct. It is six foot. So yeah, Shamsha Singh of Punjab, India, six foot beard. Number two, what percentage of world's men have a beard? Of all the men in the world, what percentage of them have a beard? And I'm not going to give you any options here. I just want you to have a, have a guess a, and see how, see how... Um, if you get within 10% of it, you are going to... I'll give you the right answer. You'll give me your beard. Yes, I'll give you my beard. Um, I would say that for certain people, for religious reasons, tend to have beards, don't they? Um, Correct. Which are going to be quite a lot. But then probably uh, a lot of a lot of people live in China. I don't think... I don't think Chinese people are, are, are very well known for growing beards, are they? No, I don't think so. Um, generally not. Generally not, no. Um, so that's kind of a billion people. But that's from, and then there's a billion people or so live in India as well, who possibly are more, are more into beards, aren't they? Um, so I'm going to say percentage of people with beards in the entire world is going to be 30%. 30%? Yeah. Not quite close enough. Do you think you're going to say more or less than 30%? I think it might be a bit more. It's 55%. 55%. Quite a high number, that, isn't it? So yeah. there you go. People are learning something here about beards. So if you've got a beard, you're not you're not in the... Uh, what do you mean? You're not, you're not like the... You're not in the minority. You're not in the minority, yeah. Except you're you are. The because, majority. Because if you include all the females, then it becomes probably... <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Only about 20, 27, 28%. <laughs> so you're um, in the minority. Beards make you 63% more to win a what contest? You ready for this? Beard of the year. <laughs> a... <laughs> Staring contest, B, beauty contest, or C, arm wrestling. Obviously, I'm presuming a, a male beauty contest, yeah. generally, for, yeah. <laughs> for B. Um, Although you've got Conchita Worst. Oh, no, he's a man. Sing, that was singing. And he's a man anyway. Yeah. Um, in a dress. So, yeah. I, I think that arm wrestling, you'd expect, you'd probably associate that with people who perhaps aren't very well groomed, who might have beards. Not that I'm saying that people who aren't well groomed are the kind of people who have beards, because I'd also say beauty contest. Having a beard, if it's well groomed and looks good, can possibly help and look make yourself look nice. Oh, you're sixty three percent more likely to win it though as a result of that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's not just competing; it's winning, isn't it? So I would say that, and well, I, well, this is the thing: it's not actually going to make you more likely to win, is it? If an arm wrestling contest. So I'm going to say beauty contest. You can say beauty. Yeah. Wrong. It's actually a staring contest. Staring. So I thought I've got a beard. Yeah. You haven't. So we find out if this is true. If I'm more likely to win than you. Do you want to have a stare off for a little bit? Uh, not really, because we're trying to actually have, have a good quality podcast here, aren't we? Well, no, we can talk. We can do it. Okay. So, okay. I'm st- you just blinked already. Right, well, start already. Well, I didn't what? know if it started. One, yet. two, three. We're staring away. We're staring away. I'm still trying to talk to keep the podcast going, but Fisher's... I can't talk. I'm oh, he's so. blinked. Oh, he's it's blinked. too so hard. It's too we've hard. just proved it. We've just proved that I am more... Because I have a beard, I'm more likely to beat Fisher at a staring competition, and I did. Well, that's... No, that's 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 not right at all. It is right. You, you might be, proved you, it. You might be... You've not proved anything. I have just proved yeah. it just now. No, you haven't. The listeners okay. couldn't see it, you've, but... You've got a beard, and you've beat me at a staring competition. Yeah. Having the beard doesn't make you more likely to win it. it the it's fact it's you're 63% more, li- more likely. You're more likely to win it because you're better at staring than I am. I'm not particularly very good at staring competitions anyway, because I blink quite a lot. It's just a thing that I do. <laughs> and most... If, if anyone ever takes a photo of me, more likely than not, I'll be blinking on it. <laughs> So most of the decent photos that what, I've got. What are you trying to say? You trying to say that blinking is not one of my hobbies, something that I don't tend to do. No, I'm just saying that just because you've got a beard and have beat me at a staring competition doesn't mean mm. to say that the beard is the reason that you're better at it than I am. No, I am better than you. Uh, anyway. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not arguing the fact you're better than me at it. I'm, I'm, I'll accept... I'm more likely to win it. No, I'll accept the fact you're better at it than I am, but I don't agree with the fact that the reason you're better at it than me is because you've got a beard. No, it's definitely because I've got a beard. You, was, you was too busy looking at my beard, which made you lose concentration and therefore blink. I was too but busy looking at your face. Should we not argue? Because we're not going to finish this quiz, are we? Yeah, come on then. Um, but I am more likely to win because of the beard. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> so it's what... just a typical thing, isn't it, where statistics, people say, oh, that happens and that happens, so therefore one must be dependent on the other. And it's a load of rubbish. Anyway, beards are 83% more likely to win a contest in... <laughs> what are you Give over. In talking a load of rubbish. <laughs> so I'll start again. Beards um, uh, grow faster in the daytime or nighttime? Um, oh, I don't think beards grow very well when you're sleeping. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if it is it is day or night time or it's actually associated with people sleeping. Could it be the fact that there's light there that means um, that helps it grow? Does your body slow down when you're sleeping. I th- I think it does. So I think it's it's less likely to grow when you're uh, at night. So you're saying daytime. Daytime, yeah. Well done. You're back on track. Of the Forbes hundred richest men list, what percentage of them are clean shaven? 
Oh, I just and again, ten percent you're looking for nearest ten, like you're getting into the into that ten percent bracket. I can't particularly think of any. I think it's going to be quite low um, because I can't particularly think of many people on there that have got beards. So you looked at this the other week, didn't you? I looked at this and I wasn't. I was. I didn't look at it and think, "Tell you what, some cracking beards on there. <laughs> they'd, they'd be great in staring competitions." These well, boys. Yeah. Well, you'd have probably noticed the ones with beards if you weren't busy blinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and I bet know. they wouldn't. I bet they. I bet they didn't blink, did they? No. No. They were. They were fixed on the. Uh, <laughs> they got their eyes on the prize. That's the thing. Um, so I think it's going to be quite low. So I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say it's fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. No, no. What we're saying here, what what percentage are clean shaven? Then, oh, so you're so saying eighty five percent, maybe even ninety percent, eighty five percent, eighty five percent. Yeah, just out actually. Really? Is it less than that? It's ninety eight percent. Really? So if you'd have said eighty eight percent, I'd have given you that. Yeah. Well, but, I was tempted yeah. to just say ninety percent and it'd be within ten, but I thought a few would have. Yeah. A few more would have beards, but there you go. Yeah. What is the longest female beard ever recorded? Um, I'll give you three options. A, 10 centimetres, B, 30 centimetres, or C, 60 centimetres. Because obviously you would have gone with foot, wouldn't you, after earlier on? But... Uh, yeah, well, 60 centimetres, that's two foot, isn't it? Which is quite long, isn't it? Mm. Well, I sort of think that um, if a female has got a beard, they're perhaps more inclined to shave it off, you would have thought. Yes. But then we are talking about longest in the world, so could it feasibly be 60 centimetres? Probably won't look very nice. I suspect she was probably single. Um, <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think it, I think it could be... I think it could be 60 centimetres. 60 centimetres. Wrong again. 30. Um, Obviously, with how good she'd be at staring, a lot of people think that uh, they she fancied people. a lot of people, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Giving so. the eye. How good at staring it makes you. Um, in a pack of playing cards, which is the only king not to have a moustache or facial hair? Ooh, what are the options? <laughs> Do you really need the options? Is it Diamond Space Clubs or uh, Heartbound Chance? It, it is, yeah. Um, I think... Oh, I think clubs definitely. Is. A, you're but, a joker, you aren't you? Hey, um, I think it might. I think it might be the King of Hearts. Well done, congratulations. He's the King of Hearts. No beard. Don't know why. Yep. Um, and again, I don't think he's very, he's not very good at playing cards. Um, the King of Hearts because he's not very good at maintaining that stare that you sometimes need to have to put people off. Well, I, 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 but then <laughs> I don't know what you mean because if he's playing a game of poker and just keeps blinking all the time. Then they would think, oh, that's just a natural reaction, isn't it? Because he's not very good at staring. No, he's just that sort of plain Fixed expression, expression. After, isn't it? Yeah. And number eight, then, last one. The average moustache traps how much beer per year? Is it A, half a pint, B, one pint, or C, 1.5 pints? I know I've kind of used a moustache one here rather than beards, but yeah. uh, I, I like this fact. Um, well, I don't think I don't think you get that much caught in there. You get a bit of froth, don't you? But it's not going to be too much, so I think probably only half a pint. Over a year? Over yeah. a year, yeah. Okay. It's wrong. I mean, I don't know who does this research. Someone must have to, like, with a ring, ring out the moustache after each drink into, like, a jar or something, then save that jar for a year. And then no lemons will drink it <laughs> as part of your book trial training. Uh, 1.5 pints, apparently, really? is lost to the moustache each year. Yeah. So that's, you know, considering, you know, when you know each each year they go, oh, the price of a pint is going up by this much. Yeah. Like, you know, just shave just, your moustache and then you yeah. don't and then you don't lose it. You gain it back, if anything. Yeah, if you want to beat the budget, shave off your moustache and your beard. Anyway, um that was our December beard themed quiz. Have you learned anything today, Fisher? No. <laughs> I think we're doing good for timing. Uh, so on to Fisher's uh, little task for me now, I'm guessing. Yeah, we've got a bit of a quiz. Uh, I was reading on the newspaper, uh, reading on the um, internet the other day that it's 10 years, or last week was 10 years since Woolworths uh, went bust. Oh, yeah. Uh, and obviously disappeared from the high street uh, shortly afterwards. The pick and mix has never been the same. I know. I mean, where are you going to buy paint rollers from? Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd put together a bit of a quiz about uh, some of those retails that have disappeared from the high street. Um, so I've got a few, got a few and questions. And it's been Black Friday and stuff, so it's, it's been Black Friday, shopping, yeah. Christmas shopping, and all that's a good time to do it. What would Woolworths do on Black Friday? Just pick a mix <laughs> and paint rollers, and that's well, about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but a bit cheaper than it is normally. Um, thus, eating into the profit we margin, meaning that they're more likely to go bust. Exactly. So there we go. That's the thirst for cheaper products. Um, so Woolworths is the first one. Okay. Went bust in 2008. But what's true about the family history? Is it that uh, the person who created Woolworths? Um, had his family roots in a village in Woolley in Cambridge? Or is it that his parents owned a number of pet ladybirds, hence the popular Ladybird brand? Oh, yeah, I remember the Ladybird brand. Ladybird is that brand. still going, Ladybird, the, the actual brand? 
Well, probably not because it was Woolworths. Well, the, the, no, the, the, it might, it might have been that was might, might have been a successful uh, part of the business. Was it like toys and books and stuff like that? Yeah, they used to be laid about books, didn't they? Mm. Um, I'm thinking it's still going as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with that one, I think. Let's go with the second one, Ladybird brand. You'll be wrong. Oh. He's, I, think, I think it was Frank Woolworth. Um, right. And his, allegedly his family were uh, had roots in a place called Woolly in Cambridgeshire. All right. Are they warm in that part of the world? Yeah, it must be boiling. And <laughs> um, So, uh, Sir Philip Green, uh, which of these is true about him? Uh, he's the former owner of BHS. Is it that... Is it that he's a horrible idiot, or is it B, that he's idiotic and horrible? Uh, no, no, that's not it. Um, so what, what is true about his involvement with Moss Brothers, um, the men's suits retailer? Oh, yeah. Is it that in 2008, he bought shares in the company, said he wanted to mount a full takeover, the share price increased, so they then went and sold his shares and made about a million pounds? Or, allegedly, or is it, is it that in 2006, he wanted to buy the company so badly, um, he wanted to buy the company so badly, that the company unfortunately said no, and when his takeover bid failed, he set up his own chain store called Greens, which basically competed with Moss Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've, I've heard of I don't know, Greens. Greens. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've heard of that. Um, both very Sir Philip things to do. Um, uh, now, yes. is he having his night or taken off him, or is it is it rumored to be the case? Uh, I think there's a campaign for it, but I don't realistically think it will be taken away from him. Okay. Right, I'll go with the second one again. Uh, you'll be wrong again. It's not Greens, then. He, not he greens. actually sold his shares when, as soon as he could and made some money out of it. Yes, basically, uh, yeah. is, is the alleged newspaper story. Um, and there was a shop called Green Woods. Yes, that's... But I don't think that's anything to do with them. All right, okay. Um, I don't recommend them, that's all I would say. Okay. Well, we'll leave that there. Yeah. Go on. No, go, go on, tell us, tell us no, what happened. No, well, they were my wedding suit provider. This... And although I looked dashing, the service wasn't um, very great. Well, just That's all I'll say. I, I was at your wedding, I thought the service was really good. Not for the suits. Oh, right, for, oh, right sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, okay. Um, well, there we go. Feel free to slag them off, that's spot what the podcast's about. <laughs> We've slagged off Northern Rail, so... Yeah. Um, so, MFI uh, went bust in 2008. Uh, what does MFI stand for? Is it Millard Fillmore Interiors, or is it... Mullard Furniture Industries. <laughs> is this the bit? Am, am I supposed to care which one it is for this question? Well, it's just a question, isn't it? Oh, okay, just well, a question. Why, why would I have an interest in sort of how likely a beard would be to win you a staring competition? Because it, because it caused a, a pretty good argument on the podcast, that's why. Well, perhaps this is going to. I thought you were going to give us something rude or something with that one. Well, no, I just thought I'd, I thought I'd ask well, the question. Give me the question, give me him again then. So what did MFI stand for? Is it Millard Fillmore Interiors or Mullard Furniture Industries? Or made far inferior. <laughs> Have you just added that one in? I've just added that one. Okay. Or given given what happened to me in the end, was it misleading financial information? Uh, let's go in number two. Uh, Mullard Furniture Industries. Yep. Uh, yes, should be correct. About time we got one right. I wondered whether you'd fall for Millard Fillmore Interiors because Millard Fillmore was the 13th president of America. Oh, so well, that's I'd, more interesting now. Yeah, then. I thought I'd put that name in just to see okay. what... Um, Let's see whether you got it or not. So, uh, following its administration, who bought the Jessup stores? Was it Peter Jones? They got it for a snap. They got it for a snap, yeah. Whoever it was. The person said, I'll tell you what, let's just see how it develops. Um, <laughs> so, did they buy... Was it Peter Jones or was it Theopathetus? <sighs> Peter Jones, Theopathetus, yes. Uh, Peter Jones or a little Theopathetus. So, I want to buy into this. I'm, too, I'm not too sure. Well, Theopathetus was known for like destroying um, the inventions that were brought to the den, weren't they, in the episodes? Uh, yeah, I think he always used to like try and just smash them up and see what, see how resilient and robust they were. Um, this egg that you've made, it's just not good enough. It's not strong enough. I'm going to make a flash decision, and I'm going to say that it was uh, Peter Jones. I think so I think he's a retail expert. Uh, well, Theopathetus. I think they both also. are, but I think Peter Jones more on that side of things. Both quite good retailers, I believe, and you'll be right. It was Peter Jones. I suppose, actually, it would be a bit worrying if it was Theopathetus because Theopathetus owned, owned back then, um, a, a lingerie store, didn't he? Uh, he did. So yeah. if he was also buying a camera, <laughs> a camera shop, you'd wonder what his intentions were, I suppose. Yeah. What happened to... We put the two together. <laughs> what, what happened to La Senza? They go bust as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I think it went under. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I suppose going bust is apt for, yeah, a, exactly, there you go. for a, a lingerie um, retailer's. I suppose it went tits up, didn't it? Um, <laughs> it did, yeah. But, um, so, uh, next, Comet. Okay. Uh, disappeared from High Street. How did they start out? Did they used to charge batteries for wireless radios and deliver them to customers? Or did they start out by selling microwaves? Hence the name Comet. 
Hence the name Comet. What's, what's Comet got to? Oh, my... Well, you get microwaves going through space. That's all. Oh right, fair enough. Okay, I, I, I just seem to think have I missed something? Is that what comets actually are? The microwaves flying through the galaxy? Uh, not quite. No, not I'm quite. Not. Okay. Uh, on so... every comet that flies through the air, there's a microwave on there cooking someone's tea. And the first one was what? Sorry. Uh, they made uh, they used to charge batteries for wireless radios and then deliver them to customers. Okay. Yeah, I could see that one being being it. I think. Yeah, let's go with the first one. You're right. I think, I think they started out in Yorkshire, based in Paul. Yeah, yeah. I think, years ago. I don't and know. now they've, it's, it's all gone. It's all, that doesn't exist anymore, does it? it, it, it it's basically cur- yeah. curries, isn't it? So, uh, well, just comic curries completely shut down. They shut down, and yeah. they're fair enough. I think curries it's, it's probably... It's a very similar thing, weren't they? Dixons and curries. And, yeah, they merged yeah. together, and then merged with Carphone Warehouse to create Dixon Curries Carphone or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. Um, another one, uh, Phones for You, who actually used to have um, some... At retail outlets inside curry shops, didn't they? Until they got involved with the car phone warehouse and then stopped doing it. You're supposed to do the phones for you. Yeah, it don't really work on the podcast, does no, it? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, in 2006, or which is true about um, the uh, phones for you, is it in 2006, an advert was taken off air after it depicted Jesus selling a mobile phone with the tagline, Jesus Christ, this is good value. Or, is it that in 2009, one of their adverts got pulled because a, promotional, a promotion requiring consumers to have at least 50 contacts in their mobile phone depicted a lonely scout leader as having no friends. <laughs> um, I, I mean, last year wasn't there an issue with um, wasn't there an issue with an advert that that made a nativity scene out of <laughs> out of food, and baby Jesus was a sausage or something. Uh, that was that was Greg's, wasn't it? Sausage roll. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one. Yeah, yeah. So th- there is obviously an issue with advertising using the. Uh, Religious figures. Well, there's a difference between a religious figure and making Jesus Christ out of a sausage roll. There's <laughs> a slight difference. Um, I believe the person was dressed as Jesus Christ and not a sausage roll trying to sell a mobile phone <laughs> on this occasion. If it's true. Uh, I, I'm going uh, so, to... Let, let's go to the second one, I think. Second one, so that... Um, I think that... An the, advert got pulled because you needed some friends and the scout leader was deemed to not have any. It seems very specific, that one, so I'm going to go with that. You'd be right. There were complaints from scout leaders who said it was a bit unfair that they all got cast as lonely men with uh, with no friends. Well, they could have been cast as a lot worse. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, CNA. Okay, oh, I remember CNA. CNA. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. went, went um, you know... The Horrible members of CNA being dragged around there by my mum. Okay, so um, what was notable about this? Uh, is it that Jim Moe used to get dragged around there by his mum continuously as a young <laughs> child? Um, well, obviously, no longer the high street in England, but is it the case that CNA is still going strong in Europe? And Beyonce released her own clothing line in association with them in 2010. Or is it the case that CNA was founded by someone who loved the Roman Empire and CNA actually stands for Caesar and Augustus? No, I think it's the first one because I don't think CNA is completely gone. Okay. Uh, I don't think, I, and I think I remember something about Beyonce and CNA and thinking. You think Beyonce would model for CNA and well, release no. her own clothing line? No, but I remember thinking, like. CNA, I thought that had gone, and then realising it hadn't completely gone. But then again, this quiz is about those retailers that have now gone. So, well, it has mm. gone in the UK, is the thing. Answer question. Yeah, maybe. let's go with the first one. You'd be right again. Still going strong in Europe, apparently. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, for now. Yeah, a bit like, a bit like, a bit like, uh, a bit unlike the UK. <laughs> um, XL Airlines, remember those? Yes. Um, They're the ones. Uh, yes, I get. Uh, yeah, they're definitely not running anymore because they. Stored all their finances on a spreadsheet, <laughs> a, a, a software spreadsheet creator. Yep. Um, Is that right? Um, no, well, actually, you're actually quite close to uh, <laughs> what the question's going to be. Oh, dear, okay. Uh, so, which of these is true about XL Airlines? Is it that XL Airlines actually went bust a day later than reported, as the original paperwork filed in court referenced the company as XL Airlines, spelt like Excel spreadsheet, and not XL Airlines, which was XL Airlines. Ah, right, okay. Or is it that certain holdingmakers stuck in Europe were flown back to the UK by Bruce Dickinson, who was lead singer of Iron Maiden? <laughs> Again, that is very random. I don't like. I don't know how it can not be the second one. <laughs> it's just so. It's just so specific. Well, <laughs> you, you it, can't have made that up. How could? I, well. I, surely, I could have made it up. You've you could have made it up, but it would be quite a random pick, and I know, I, I know for a fact that you're not particularly an Iron Maiden fan. <laughs> well, you like Coldplay, Fisher. It's a slight difference between them. Well, no. Uh, I, th- I thought 
sometimes you're chucking a curveball, see what happens. I'm going to go with the Iron Maiden one. Iron Maiden. So you, th- you think that Lee Sung of Iron Maiden went and picked people up from yes. Egypt in an aeroplane? Well, you'd be right, wouldn't you? Well done, no. Excellent. Good stuff. I have, I've myself half a boo as well, though. Uh, yeah, um, a, a qualified pilot, apparently, Lee Sung of Iron Maiden, as well as also making his own beer along with Robinson's um, and helped to run an airline at one point. And he also does private chartering. So he's flown... The Liverpool football team to Israel because no one All else right, to take him, yeah. so he took him. Oh, there you um, go. So, yeah. Nice so, man. Yeah, something to find out. Um, final question, Zavi. Um, is it true that their computer system at the heart of the CD selling company is named Elvis? Or is it that the computer system at the heart of their... Uh, so, do you remember Zavi? Uh, yeah, briefly, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Very um, briefly. They weren't around very long, were they? I can't really remember them for that, that long. Not very long, no. Um, or is it the case that the computer system that in use there was called Madonna? Oh, are they going to call it Elvis or Madonna? I mean, I'd, if if I had to choose one or the other, I'd choose. I'd, I'd call it Elvis. Do you want? Do you want details? Of what it stands for? Oh, they've actually got anagram. Oh anagrams. yes, these, these, oh, these right, are. Oh, okay, fair enough. Go on then. So, is it Elvis EPOS linked Virgin Information System, or is it Madonna Multimedia Active Directory Online Normalization Assistant? Yeah, that's not helped one bit. Um, hmm, was it Elvis? Was he the one on their minds when they were thinking <laughs> up a name for it? Unfortunately, or... when, when they went bust and the computer system broke completely, they said, I'm sorry, Elvis has left the building. <laughs> uh... And at some point we'll be able to think about some jokes for Madonna. Yeah. Um, if we think it's Elvis or Madonna. I'm going to go with Elvis, I think. So you think it was called yeah. EPOS-linked Virgin Information System? Yeah, go for that one. And once again, you're right. I would have called it Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Um, for no reason. Uh, well, Zavi used to be... Um, Virgin Megastores, if you remember. Yeah, it did emerge from that, didn't it? To, yeah. Uh, well, well, well. Um, do you remember Philip Green? He flogged his oh. flogged BHS to. <laughs> he flogged BHS, didn't he, for a pound to someone who yeah. didn't own it. I think Virgin might have done something similar because Richard Branson, who owns Virgin, doesn't want his store going bust. So he sold it to someone else. Um, and then as a result, it was a management buyout. So people who were in charge of it became Zavi, um, changed the name, and then Zavi went bust sort of a year later. I feel sorry for Zavi. Well, it's kind of. It's, I think it was. I think it's because you make it sound like an actual person. So. Uh, well, I suppose yeah, I suppose like a place for Barcelona. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was something similar. Thanks for that, Fisher. Yep. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm, if Richard Branson is listening, I'm sure that's not the case, and it was just an innocent sale of a, <laughs> of a well-performing brand that uh, you're disappointed to sell. But if he'd like to come on the podcast to explain himself, yeah, we're more than happy. For, to, yeah. We are always looking for celebrities. Say Philip Green. Um, we want him on. No, we don't yeah. want him on, do we? Really. Um, so we we've tried Dave Benson Phillips, and we'll uh, get we'll find out if he gets back to us or not. I've been looking, checking the Twitter through this. I've not seen anything. I don't think he's. No, nah, uh, it's not bothered. No. Anyway, he 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 was obviously on my uh, radio show years and years and years ago, uh, Jimbo Sunday Brunch on Penison FM. Oh, I've not even mentioned Jimbo Sunday Brunch yet, other than a brief mention at the start. Yeah. Uh, we just have better things to talk about. Sorry, yeah. not better things to talk about. There is nothing better in the world to talk about than Jimbo Sunday Brunch, There's which not. is on Penison FM 95.7. I broadcast this morning as well, before recording this with you. Yep. Uh, it's 11 while, uh, 10 while 12. 10 while 12. But if you tune in at 11 o'clock, then you're just hitting the sweet spot of the show. There's also a listen again uh, feature online, so you can listen to previous episodes going back two, three weeks, I think. I didn't realise that was a case. Is that there a new feature? Go. It's a new feature, yeah. Yeah. Fairly new. It just shows how much better this uh, radio station is getting. And I thought it was the best radio station around anyway. Because exactly. it's got yourself broadcasting on there between uh, 10 and 12 on a Sunday morning. There you go. And uh, now it's time to get some celebrities on our podcast, isn't it? So who have we talked about today? We talked about Madonna and Elvis. Uh, yeah. Elvis is probably not going to happen. Still on the toilet. Uh, Madonna, mm, she's too busy adopting children. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we don't want Philip Green on. We've said that. We Philip Richard Branson's probably, you know, probably probably going to get out of it, really. Yeah. Is he get anything out of it? Uh, Dan Jarvis, you know, he's 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 could he, do. But he, then again, he's doing. He, I think he's trying to take us off into and do his own podcast anyway. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, seems to be copying everything we're doing anyway. Um, Natalie Bennett, Green Party, could ask him both. Yeah, and if we did invite him on the podcast, he'd just take all the credit for it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I like Dan Jarvis really. Yeah, it seems it does seem like a nice fellow. Yeah, um, a good politician. Nat- Natalie Bennett. Who else have we mentioned today? Annika Rice. Annika Rice. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. Um, farting darts players. We could get uh, them on that, making it quite good good for audio. Have a, have a fart off. So who who was it? Was it something Vander something, was it? Or what do you call him? Uh, someone Vander Trump? No. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't him. Uh, I, I can't remember the names of the two players. I think Gary Anderson was one of them. Not sure well, I think, I think maybe the darts players might be a good one. 
Is there room in the in here if we do it in here? Well, I might have to go. Might have to go to. Might have to go to your kitchen where hopefully the chairs have not only been painted but also <laughs> reinforced for them to sit on. <laughs> I think we should ask the darts players. I don't know about you. Yeah, see what they say. We've we tried a kids TV presenter this week, yeah. so we, we probably want to avoid another one. Maybe go for the darts players. I tell you what, it'd be, they'd be great at doing the drinking, wouldn't they? Yeah. And it starts off with. A double whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I don't think our half single pint, malt. I don't think our half pint of our half bottle of beer that we bring yeah. in to sample each week is going to do it for him, is it? So oh, he's got a treble vodka. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that, that 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 could be what uh, our our darts players want to do. That's good. So we can that. try and get get in touch with them. And of course, you can get in touch with us usual ways. Wasteofwebspace.co.uk is our website. Twitter yeah. at wasteofwebspace. Facebook, Waste of Web Space, loads of things you can do to get in touch. Send us a review, send us something you want us to speak about, get in touch, we can give you a shout out, whatever yeah. it takes really. Yeah, if, if, you, if you demonstrate you listen to us, then you know we appreciate it and we'll probably give you a mention. So since you did the in- intro today, do you want to do the outro as well? I don't know what we say, other than just see you next week. Goodbye, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>